Hey guys, welcome to episode 15. So have you ever considered downsizing to an RV, but you're just not sure if it's gonna be affordable for you, or if you're wondering if you'd really save some money, or if you'd be able to accomplish different things in your life if you did downsize? Well, in this episode, Victor and I are sharing with you how much it exactly costs us to live in an RV. We've done it for five years, almost six years now, and so we're gonna break down all those expenses from insurance and gas to buying the RV, uh, hopefully answer all your questions so you know if moving into an RV is right for you or if you wanna stay in the grind of the rat race. Enjoy. To inspire you to boldly and unapologetically live outside the box, dream big, and question everything. This is the Defy the Norm podcast with nomads with a purpose. Hi guys, welcome. So if you're new to our channel, I'm Robin. I'm Victor. And back in 2015, we took our five kids, sold off almost everything we owned, and downsized into a Class C RV. And now for four years we travel in that, now we travel in this one. Much more space. In this video, we're going to show you what exactly it costs uh, monthly for us to live in an RV and talk about what it costs to live in an RV if it's in the Class C or talk about the difference in the expense if you live in a fifth wheel. And I'm gonna be talking about how you can save up to downsize your life so you can start living your life. Now, in our channel, we share a lot of great things. You know, over the last six years, we've traveled all over the world, uh, making these incredible memories. And Victor's a personal trainer. I'm a mindset coach. So on this channel, we integrate not only RV living, mindfulness, mindset, health, fitness, uh, and adventures. All the things you can do for And like, soon hiking. to come, we're gonna get the kids out here and so you could see that we're kind of a team that's all contributing to this and we lead the way with our children and they're going to share with you their insights. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, this week, so over the last couple of weeks, Victor and I have been sharing self talks about uh, self-limiting beliefs that we struggle with and why it's been sometimes hard to embrace this lifestyle because as, as amazing as it is, some of the problems you take from living in a house, you can easily carry over to living in an RV. In fact, they kind of get worse uh, when you put stress on them. So if, you, if that's something you're worried about, about downsizing to an RV, like oh, one spouse doesn't want you, one does, you definitely should check the last couple of weeks of our videos. For this week, now those of you who have followed along those videos and really liked it, I, I encourage you to still watch these this week's because even if you don't think you're gonna wanna live in an RV, we're still gonna share some insightful tips even for just life in general. But this week we are gonna focus specifically on RV living, the cost, what type of RV, and you know, a lot of the common questions people have for saving up because, you know, now is the time. Now is the time to absolutely take control of your life and maybe downsize so you have options. You don't want to get cornered 
in 2021. You want to be able to be free and have options. Or maybe you're just tired of sort of the traditional rat race and think to yourself, you know, I really love being outside. Like to me, this just being out here does wonders for my cells and my being. And so maybe you're, you know, you need to get outside, but you need to change where you're inputting yourself. You know, mom, I talked to my sister earlier this week. She's, she talked about how important for, it was her, for her to get in the sun. And so she spends more time outside of her house than inside her house. And so she, it brought, maybe brought up some questioning for her. All right, so let's get started. Before we get started, make sure you like it, okay? I know we can't take comments because we have kids on our channel. So uh, you're welcome to email us any comments uh, or anything you want us to talk about that we haven't covered. Uh, make sure you subscribe. And most importantly, tell your friends about us because I think we do have something that could really help change the world this year cost to live in an RV. <laughs> okay, so Victor's just pretty much gonna check out in a few minutes. One, because he has a client, and two, because he doesn't really like the budgeting part. Maybe? Um, well, <laughs> I, I, I do have to say this. I think it's important um, in our relationship, it really developed, I developed real early on to be the workhorse of our business early on. I did all the man hours as, as Robin was pregnant and raising children. And so it, was, it made a whole lot of sense for that almost 20 years. Like, look, I'll handle that man hours of creative energy um, and the programming and you just handle this side because you're at home, you can handle that. And, and actually send out the emails to keep the business going. And so I disconnected from, um, from that budgeting uh, for a long time. And what it created was a sense of, a false sense of security, truthfully. I think we had to have these difficult talks as you go into an RV. For me, um, I thought we're like, well, we're poor. And Rob's like, well, actually we're sitting much better. It's just, you don't know the numbers. So let me show you the numbers. And when I realized that, I was like, oh yeah, it kind of feels light. You know, I have abundance of people that come in and like, God, I'm feeling really tense. I'm like, I need to do the right exercise. And I go, okay, well, yeah, let's do some exercise. But what other tension are you holding on? So that could, that's a little more insight into what- For what sure, and it actually goes back with like limiting beliefs that we talked about. Victor hates money. He grew up not with a lot of money, so he hates talking about money. He, think, he doesn't think about money. And so if you can stick around to the end of this video, yeah. I'm gonna tell you a huge money secret that has made all the difference. It's basically made it so I get everything I want in life. The problem is, it, well, I'm gonna save it to the end, what the yes, one problem is, and it's tied to that secret. So stick around. So let's talk about RVs first. Number one thing is you gotta figure out what's gonna be the cost of my RV. Now, uh, way back, whew, 2012, you know, we opened a business, I was only 20 years old. We were dating at the time, and I said, you know, I went, I was working for the city of Coronado. I'd started their program and I was like, God, I'm not getting paid enough. So I'm going to go in and ask for a raise. They should give me 30% of what I'm bringing in because I completely run this program, started it. Sure. And of course they laughed at me. So I'm like, so I looked at Victor, I'm like, Hey, you've never taught me. Why don't we just go open our own gymnastics <laughs> facility? He's like, I love you. Kind of like travel with RVs still. I just love you. Will you include me? This is awesome. <laughs> and so it was, it was awesome. We opened our own business. I was 20. We had no money. We had took sledgehammers to knock down walls to the and most place. of the time it was just kicks and shakes. And so we we went that route and we opened the um, we opened the business, but I didn't pivot when I should have. I was too busy having kids. I wasn't thinking as dynamically as I do now. Uh, and so we got to a point where we should have expanded, like hired out, kept the business, but sure. we didn't. And so And I was too stubborn enough to know, I don't know, I have to have quality control of every single thing. 
You know, all your failures become like your lessons and they're valuable. So we went another, uh, eventually into opening another business closer to where we live because the commute in San Diego was good. But again, we were not intentional. Victor did not sit down with me and say like, this is my dream to have it. It was again one when I said, hey, we should do this. Assuming he'd be like, yeah, let's do this. And we opened another business and it was failing really early on. And the passion just wasn't, the intention was not there. The desire to create something was not there. So we ended up having to uh, declare bankruptcy to get out of that. That was probably the, the really best thing that could have happened to me because I was in this mentality that so many people are kind of stuck in where it's like, well, interest rates are so low. Well, I can just borrow money so, so easily. And it's true. You can, you absolutely can have these really low payments on an RV. I just chose not to. Now we are partially forced. We couldn't get a loan, but part of me within a year of having that bankruptcy and we no debt, we decided we are not accumulating debt ever again because there was a sense of freedom that I didn't realize was so powerful. I'm the person I am today and like can get on camera and can can be like, like go like live your dreams because I was forced in that situation that I didn't realize was valuable. And so to only have to make enough money to eat and to then have options in your shelter and where you go, guys, this is like the best thing in the world. A lot of people might not think it's the best thing in the world. For me, it's the best thing in the world. Um, it's definitely taken time for Victor because of the fact that there's limiting beliefs that we went through that like, but if I don't have a house, I have no status to show for my- For my achievement. Okay. Yeah. So cost of an RV, we decided to do it cash-based. Um, we first bought our very first, it, in that bankruptcy, we had bought a class A that was a, sh- a lemon. It was lemon. It was a, a lemon. lemon. It was a lemon. A- it kept having problems. And that was before a bankruptcy. And so lo- kind of luckily when the bank, when the business got, uh, cleared, we just let go of kind of every, we let go of our house in that we let go of our, um, uh, you know, our house, it was ridiculous. Yeah, we might've had equity and sold it eventually. In fact, if you have a house right now, <laughs> you probably are really smart if you make the transition now, but that's just my two cents. Um, we, uh, we, we, so we got rid of that class A, which was kind of a gift because as much as I liked having, uh, when we talk about which RV, I think tomorrow we'll do which RV you should buy, but the class A would not have served us the way that the class C did. And so I didn't really want a class C, but Victor was like, really like, I want a class C. Oh wait, before we went from the A to the C, cleared that out of the, with the bankruptcy, we bought cash for a fifth wheel. We had a 30 foot uh, attitude, no slides, just total for desert. We were desert rats and just to take our quads out. And that was great, except then you have the cost of the truck and we all had cash. So we ended up buying kind of an old truck. Well, we still haven't, it was a different old truck, but an older truck. So then you have the cost of like repairs. That's the part part of that. That's so real. if you're going to go with a trailer, you have to think, okay, well, I've got the cost of the trailer, but I've also got a cost of a truck and I've got the cost of repairs. So we actually managed to save up enough to keep that trailer in 2015. And we bought cash for a class C because Victor's like, well, if we're going to live, I had only said we were going to live in our class C for five months. You'd have to watch another video about where, out, yeah. where we decided that, uh, to just keep going after those five months were up. But I said, well, it's just five months. And Victor, our compromise was like, well, I don't want to tow. I don't want to tow that fifth wheel. I don't like this truck is a pain. It always breaks down. Like, don't, we're not going to do that. So we got a class C. We used our 
fifth wheel to store the stuff that we thought We'd use we were going to yeah. use again. So one of your expenses, if you decide to live in an RV, is to think about like, are you storing things? My current storage bill right now is $1,500 because that's what I pay in rent to store stuff in a house that I that think we we've to... only spent five days this month in. Yeah. <laughs> five days last month, maybe. It, it I don't even know. Us, if it makes sense for us, but uh, you can take that into account. That's I mean, going to be my last store secret. in Southern California, you're probably paying. 300 three, Yeah, 300 So but... if you need to store things I mean, uh, along the way, so we had that trailer for storage and then we eventually moved we eventually sold that trailer so that it could fund part of our Europe trip and then we downsized we got rid of some of the stuff we stored and put it in a free trailer that my dad had so it didn't cost us any money and honestly that stuff sat there still for five years I haven't touched it well we touched a little she bit talks of it. about getting that oh we got to get that couch I'm like really you want me to go into the point so think about that when you downsize into an RV storage based on which RV you choose. Most RVs, um, a, a big thing to know is like, we've always bought older RVs, used RVs. Our Class C was about, I wanna say $30,000. Just a little tidbit, let me interject here. Just a little tidbit. You can get relatively new RVs from rental companies, scan the rental companies, cause they always have to update their lines. They're trying to be competitive. So we got our Class C. It was relatively new, had high miles, but they yeah. took care of it from a rental company that we got in Arizona. Can't promise everyone's like this, but no. that RV was 82,000 miles when we got it in 2015. And it was about 30,000. And it has 150,000 miles now. And I kid you not, we've changed the oil like five times. <laughs> That's it. Uh, probably the air filter once or twice. The thing will sit and starts right up instantly. It is amazing. If you've seen the look on our YouTube channel, our RV got in a car accident, our RV got wrecked. Like it did. It could totally. It got totaled it got by the insurance because yeah. it uh, got rear-ended. But it still starts, so we still travel in it occasionally. It's about on its last leg though now. But yeah, it, it, it is. But it's well. been an amazing vehicle, and that's just a little tidbit that you can go. Cost of an RV. Now, I this one we got for. A little under thirty thousand, and for a brand new open range like that, you're talking eighty thousand dollars. It's not. I don't take pictures of it on the inside and put it on Instagram because it's just not that beautiful. But it serves a purpose, and so. And I think it's awesome. <laughs> I think it's I awesome. love it. Actually, awesome I love inside. it. I just wish it was white inside, <laughs> and eventually we'll get another one it's just we don't you know the world's. I feel like buying a new RV right now is not the smartest thing to do. So. You can have something, the point being like for $30,000, you have options. Okay. Now a lot of you probably, Oh, 30,000. That's still a lot of money. Um, there was probably going to be some, uh, really, really good buying opportunities in the next six months, I think. So, you know, save up and be ready to just one of the things with this one is we were in San Diego at the time and I was looking on uh, RV trader on everywhere in the U S like, I, and, and he, we even got this share. that I was. Yeah, go yeah, the tidbit here is that, um, you know, we're originally from Southern California. If you look for a trailer, a fifth wheel or a trailer or an RV in state, Super you're going to pay a lot more. Um, Robin found Maybe not app. so much now. Well, maybe not so much, <laughs> I but know. I still think other states are going to provide you with a better opportunity. So scour it just like Robin said, um, and that'll, that'll probably save you 10 grand at least, I feel like. Yeah. Okay, so keep that one. You wrote that one down. Again, like, and so we, when we got this, we did have to get a truck. Uh, we rolled the dice and ended up getting a uh, 03 Ford. It was the year 
correct it. Well, I can't pivot it for a second, but it was the year that uh, support that switched from the 7.3 to 6.0, mm -hmm. right? Where the injectors were a problem. We have not had trouble with the injectors yet. We have had to do. But she doesn't let videos, me drive it. <laughs> if we watch the videos, we have had a couple issues with it. They weren't like super serious, but I'm also kind of frugal about that stuff. And uh, my dad's really good at fixing fixing vehicles or knows what's wrong with them. So I tend to just call him like, he's like, well, if it runs, just keep going. And yeah. I kid you not, Victor turns the check engine light on all the time, or he did, but he was allowed to drive it. And now uh. it doesn't turn on. And a lot of times when it turns on, it just eventually turns off. <laughs> I kid you not, your body is the same thing. If you don't overreact with stuff and you just keep putting like, just use it. It's kind of like my truck. If I just run it, it tends to just run right. It's if it sits too long, it sits in the cold. It, things like that so you're just like your body you know just put in good food and just use it every day like exercise lift things it'll work it just it ends up working which that'll be in the healthcare section so number one storage costs you got your rv now we'll also do a video this week on what to keep when you downsize to an rv step three campground so this is a big expense i know a lot of people who have the mentality that I'm going to downsize to an RV to keep my cost of living lower. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. I just don't operate that way. And so it's not my goal to downsize to an RV. It was my goal to find the most affordable RV I could to go live my dreams and do the things I love doing every day, as opposed to how can I, how can I make my, ex my life as cheap as possible? Uh, so there's very much, intention behind what RV we choose or what the cost of our monthly RV is. I think you have to decide, it's important that you decide that, especially with your partner or your family, yeah. um, before you get into it. We've done this for six years and it's only this year that Victor's finally gets what? to be more intentional. Well, you get to be more intentional yeah. in like your days. Uh, right, 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 Because right, you were right. that workhorse who just wanted to yeah, find I just out. Wanted, yeah, right, right, right. And then it also depends on, like our family is rather large. Um, so we would feel, gray and gray water and black water are a lot faster than the average person. So boondocking, um, sometimes it's good, but sometimes for us, it, it's, it creates some limitations. Okay, so I'm gonna go through what he means by boondocking and all the different options if you have to go address uh, clients. So he's gotta, gotta go work. to work. Um, Digital nomad. So campgrounds, you have a couple options. Big thing is, and I'm t talking as if you know nothing about RVing, so you have some ideas. You can either get full hookups. That means you're, you have um, tubes connected to like your gray water, your sinks, and your black water, your toilets, okay? And then you get water connected to the city line and you're gonna have electricity also. And depending like this needs a 50 amp, needs more power in the electricity. When we had our class C, it was 30 amp. Most, uh, not all campgrounds have, have both options. So it's important to, to know when choosing. For a long time, we chose um, a two different, well, so you can have that, or you can have limited uh, partial hookups, meaning that typically just, just means no sewer. Oh, yeah. um, sometimes it means no water, but you'll have electricity. If you have partial, you're guaranteed you have electricity. Or you can dry camp. Now, some campgrounds are dry camping, and I guess the benefit of that for someone would be that, enjoy your, enjoy your work. The benefit of that is that you get to have um, like a pit toilet or to, especially if you're a van lifer and you don't have a toilet and we'll get into that when we do which RV you should choose but 
to me, that's something I would just not, not compromise on. Like, I don't like tin can because I'm like, I don't want, we did that a lot when we traveled and I just hated the feeling of like, oh, I have to get out of the tent and go to the, and go find a place to go to the bathroom. It's just, no, that was my like drawing the line point. Um, so when you pick a campground, like what your campground cost is gonna be, a lot of times if you're a full-time RVer, you want to look for an RV park that has full hookups. And then on top of it, you usually get a different rate if you're paying per day, a little cheaper if you're paying weekly and significantly cheaper when you're paying by the month. I mean, it's to the point that it's almost like you're paying, if it's normally $60 a night for one night, um, then you're, usually your monthly payment comes out to be where it's only like 25 or $30 a month. Now we had a business in San Diego, kind of still do, for all this time that we've been traveling. So we had to find a place for monthly in San Diego. Um, for us, that was almost $1,100 a month, which is kind of high for a monthly. Now to live in San Diego, significantly cheaper. And that's where I say like, I can understand if you live in California and the cost to rent something is so expensive, you can be like, well, I can live in an RV and not necessarily travel and keep my expense low. That's great. That just was not what we were looking for. So we we did that for parts of the year. We would pay for monthly. And a lot of times monthly places are only in the winter uh, that you can get that discounted rate. In San Diego, we couldn't get that discounted rate. Well, not at least by the beach where we were normally living. So we'd have to go inland sometimes if we wanted a monthly. And it was still pretty close in that eleven to 1200 range. Now some RV parks are going to give you uh, include electricity and water in that in that expense. There are some that will charge you if you're paying for a monthly that are going to charge you an additional rarely for water but usually electricity they'll charge an additional. I know if you're really looking minimal there are places in um, by Yuma, Arizona that uh, like 300 for a month. Those are you know, again, if you're trying to make your cost of living really low, then that's great. I guess if you're a desert rat and you love riding quads out in the desert, then this could be kind of fun too. To me, that wouldn't have enough options for me. Uh, I think a common number I see is from 600 to 800 a month is very common throughout the US. So that gives you some starting points as far as monthly. Now, another way to do it, and a lot of full-timers do this, is they boondock. They camp for free outside of an RV park. There is a ton of RV um, or BLM land, Bureau of Land Management. There are a ton of places where you can camp for, sometimes they'll regulate it, especially at National Forest also. There's a lot of places. Uh, right here, I'll put a link to where to find free camping in the US. But you might be able to um, purely boondock. The big things with boondocking though is you're gonna need either a generator or a good solar setup for your electricity. Um, you're gonna also have to think through uh, how much water your holding tanks take. Now you can get things to transfer. So when your holding tanks get full, you can fill them, you can dump them into a container, put them in the back of your truck and go dump them. It's a great option. We don't do that in this ever, everly. It's just, uh, we don't, I feel like we have the money to spend. I'd rather just be a little bit more comfortable. Now, early on when we were in our class C, we did it all the time. In fact, in my class C, I guess I kind of baby this. A lot of times you have to go off-roading more to uh, get to those BLMs. Sometimes it's only like a quarter of a mile off the main highway, so it really would be fine. It'd be feasible for us. But I just kind of like to keep it, keep it all as nice as possible. 
and clean you know sometimes if you're blm spot you're camping in in dirt like right now we're in these these campgrounds you can't see where it's like all red dirt everywhere and i just think oh that my kids would just track dirt in non-stop i would go crazy just telling them to like clean take off your shoes clean up the floor i don't like being that that person so i'd rather have that nice concrete slab that um yes the blacktop when they're running around barefoot their feet get black but it's just a little cleaner um the the BLMs, so you kind of, you just have to think through. In some ways, it's more fun. Like I said, on our Class C, we would do that way more often. The difference is with our Class C, we road trip type of travel. We don't stay put ever. Like I think the longest we ever stayed put for four years in our Class C was like four days in one location. Um, when I talk about which RV is best for you, I'm gonna go into, it really depends on what type of traveler you are. Now we are travelers where I'd rather park in one spot for a week. I don't think month. I don't think I could sit still for an entire month anymore, but I'd like to sit still for a week in a place and just take my truck and go off and explore. But for four years, we had our class C and every day I wanted to go somewhere new, new hike, a new climb. So if I'm going to have to unhitch or like undo my sewer and my <clears throat> water and everything else, I may as well just be like constantly moving. And so then it would take a different type of planning. I'd plan out like, okay, today we're gonna go here and then we're gonna move to the next spot and the next spot. And we'd be moving at like 50 to 200 miles per day. We'd cover a lot of ground. That's why in four years we went from 80,000 miles to uh, 150,000 miles. It's it's fun, it's a different, it's a more fun, uh, adventurous, you're, you're goal-driven. You're not necessarily trying to just sit back and, and chill, okay? Um, the, when you're traveling, if you want to cut your expenses down that way and, and move more often and find BLMs, like Walmart and rest areas are great. Uh, the other thing is like, I knew how, how much water, like I could get it so that we could fill our filling water tank in our class C and I could make it so that would last us an entire week. And, and it was easy too, if I needed to last last time. There are a ton, you have apps that tell you a ton of places where you can dump your gray water, where uh, you can refill. So literally sometimes we would say we'd be road tripping uh, through Utah or whatever, and we would we'd go one destination to go hike, and then we'd sleep at the Walmart that night, and then we'd, we'd go to our next climbing destination, and then we'd either sleep at a rest, rest area or We'd find and you know be hiking somewhere else and be at a national forest we'd stack those days you're paying, spending nothing on campgrounds but then eventually you're like oh well i just need to, if i everybody showers i'm gonna run through all my water and so what we would do is we'd literally get it, a lot of rest areas have dumps you'd go into the rest area and you'd fill up your water go park for a second you'd heat up the water everyone would shower you pull back in and and dump all your gray water, refill, and you're off on your you're off for another five to seven days. We did that a lot, and then we'd pay, spend nothing on a campground, and we'd still be able to cook and clean. And if we wanted to do it more often, we could do it more often. But we would really just be having so much fun playing. Also, solar showers. Sometimes we would, if we were in a warm location, just take solar showers, and and that would be uh, fine. It's actually it's uh, kind of easy. To, it's easier to find ways to fill water than to necessarily dump, but there are really, there are so many dumping places. And even if they cost $5 at a gas station, it's relatively cheap. So those are your kind of your options as far as 
campgrounds. You could go from spending zero per month to something around 1200 because when we were at Mission Bay in San Diego, that was 1100 plus you had to pay for an extra car. So it was another like 150. You, you kind of have a wide range. I don't think, uh, oh, one more, Thousand Trails. Now, Thousand Trails is another really cheap way to do it because it's only $400 per year. The problem is it, they're, they're only in certain locations does it really work. Like uh, Florida probably works okay. Some of, Because I haven't been out in the East Coast, I don't know uh, how nice the resorts are. I've heard they're nice. I can tell you personally that we've stayed at the Pio Pico one in San Diego and it's absolutely the worst uh, campground, I think, to stay at. So if you're in Southern California, I personally wouldn't recommend Thousand Trails. There's just not that many great campgrounds over there to stay in. Uh, Arizona has some. I haven't been there to, to tell you if they're great or not, but it is a cheap way. Here's the catch for only 400 a year is if you're in their system, if you're at a thousand trails for two weeks, you have to be out of a thousand trails for seven days. And then you can go back in for two weeks or you can stay unlimited in their system, meaning you can hop from one campground to another campground to another campground, as long as you're only in each one for no more than four nights. So that you could be really creative. Like my brain would get kind of excited if I was in Florida and planning ahead and I knew there are a lot of thousand trails. I could plan out a road trip where I'm like, okay, four days here, four days here. But that's just not, not what we're looking for right now. Uh, as far as gas and maintenance, uh, gas is gonna be really dependent on how you see yourself traveling. For us, like when we're in San Diego, I have the expense of Victor going to work or uh, it was actually more expensive in gas being in San Diego because then I would drive to go surf and if the surf wasn't good in PB, I'd have to drive all the way to Encinitas. And you know, we have a diesel truck, gas, gas is so expensive in California. Now, currently we're on a road trip uh, in with this beast and to go from Polson down to St. George, it's a little under a thousand miles. I know when I'm towing this, I'm getting under 15 miles, probably close to 15 miles per gallon, but not quite, probably closer to 12. So I'll, I'll take my toys, figuring out your gas expenses easy. You're like, okay, well, I see myself count up how many miles you'll be driving that month. And I'll, I'll take that number and I'll divide it by the number of, um, miles that uh, I think I'm going to be. So if I'm going to be driving a thousand miles, I deliver divide it by 15 miles per gallon and then I'll times it by what I think uh, the the average, you know, like right now it's 275 for diesel pretty much everywhere in Montana, Utah, Idaho. Um, if you're in San Diego or California, you're going to have a totally, you're going to have to look. I use Gas Buddy and just look at an area and look at what their gas, their current gas cost is. Uh, in our Class C, we actually get worse gas mileage. It's we're paying for gas, for uh, regular gasoline though, so it's a little bit cheaper right now, but we only get 10 uh, miles to the gallon. So uh, I will try, I have worksheets for this. I should definitely add them. I should remember to add the worksheet, the link to the worksheets here and how I calculate our expense when we're on a road trip. The, um, the big thing is though, once we drop the trailer, our, uh, we get over 15 miles to the gallon on our truck. So it's it makes it way more affordable in a lot of ways for us to travel with our truck and trailer than to travel with our Class C. Auto registration. So for a long time, we were San Diego, we were still in California system. Our registration was insanely expensive. 
So then we switched over to, um, definitely put in a link for this one. We switched over to become residents of South Dakota. I have a very thorough blog on how to do it. If you decide to downsize to an RV, I can't recommend, highly recommend enough how amazing choosesd.com is for getting you set up with it. But our blog goes through all the details. Our registration, I want to say for, uh, we had the trailer, we had our motorhome, we had our truck and our Jeep, four vehicles. I want to say it was less than $200. I should have known this before for the video, but I can't. It, it was about that. It was extremely cheap. And I think we were paying three times that at least in California, possibly four times. So that's much less. Uh, we use for RV insurance, we've always used Geico. Uh, the thing is, is though, Geico, because we are not full-time RVing anymore, you're gonna have to check. Geico doesn't always do full-time RVs. Um, and then we use Foremost instead. So you can reach out to me if you need to know exactly which one. But our insurance was significantly less uh, depending on which state. Actually, it, that part for full-time RVing with Foremost, I think the insurance was a little bit higher when we were in considered South Dakota residents. Not a lot, but a little bit higher because they have something that San Diego doesn't have called weather. And so when it's in San Diego, the odds of that, it was just, it was different. So you've got two different, I would definitely get a quote from Geico, but then uh, a lot of times Geico just sends you to Foremost. Uh, the insurance part is kind of a, I don't want to say a drag per se, but it's it's kind of that it's just a weird system right they want to they want to track you for everything all right so i have my list i don't want to miss anything for you all right so besides those are your main those are the things that are majorly different with rv but you still have your regular expenses cell phone food uh, maybe entertainment health insurance so for us okay think cell phones are pretty much the same whether you're an RV or not the big difference is we needed wireless we needed a way to have Wi-Fi while we travel and so we carry with us two hotspots um, for for us to get internet on the road we have both of our hotspots happen to be grandfathered in that one of them we've had for a long time one of us is our dear friends let us borrow that they've had for a long time so over between the two of them we only spend a little over a hundred dollars to have unlimited data while we travel on two hotspots. Now I'm going to tell you as digital nomad, like Victor's working right now, it's frustrating because there are times when you get a good signal, even having two different ones in AT&T, one's T-Mobile, sometimes you have service and sometimes you don't. And that is definitely the hardest part for us um, being purely digital now. Uh, I think the saddle, I think they're they're doing weird things with the satellites, try to probably force us all onto um, a different network. I don't know. So cell phone is not going to change, but you might need, it might just shift. Like what you're paying for your hard line at home, you might have to pay for uh, just to have a, a hotspot. I do know, I'm going to save it for another, uh, vid another video too. There is a new technology coming out for that, that I need to look more into. As far as health insurance and food, because I put those next to each other, next to each other, because our food insurance, our food expense is probably insane compared to what yours is, but our health insurance is extremely low because we haven't been to the doc. None of us have gone to a doctor in at least five years since we've lived in our RV. Nobody's gone to a doctor except when we were in Europe and Victor almost lost his eye. 
Um, I'm trying to remember before then. I, I honestly, I can't even remember. I mean, I had Tatiana, she's 10 now, at home. I'm trying to remember if we've been to a doctor since then. Anyways, but I spend a lot on food. Like we buy really good food and I don't skimp on, um, I would say, I don't really keep track of our food budget anymore, but like, cause we do it in bulk, like I'll go and buy a pig and then we keep it in the freezer and I'll go and buy a cow and keep it in freezers. And, and so every, when we go shopping, a lot of times it's just for baking stuff, um, but it's always, you know, organic almond flour and um, I'll order like really good almond milk and we, um, we'll buy produce most days. And so it's, it's a, my food expense is probably not what yours is, but on the flip side, yours, maybe you could shift, you know, you really could turn around your health. Victor and I always say this to people all the time, three months, you could, you could completely change your health, um, with the right food and nutrition and an exercise in three months. So if you're thinking of going into an RV, maybe now's the time to make that shift and, and make your your health health insurance you're not so dependent on it and you just have to spend a little bit more in food and that's that's everybody's personal choice um for entertainment we're kind of limited i let the kids the I, I think you know the netflix it's cabal and stuff but every so often i'll like oh you can have a month of netflix and and splurge but we don't have a lot of those type of expenses because we don't it, what I find is we need the Wi-Fi for our work. And so if I have, if they have Netflix, they're always wanting to be on it. So when we do have it, I tell them, okay, you got to download your stuff when we're not going to be needing to work because otherwise it's like, who's on the Wi-Fi again? It doesn't work. I can't do my clients. So, um, there's other, those are pretty minimal and those lead up to how did we save up? I mean, how did we make it so that we, we went to Europe for six months. Uh, we traveled to Bali for a month, New Zealand for a month, Hawaii for a month, multiple times Hawaii for a month. Like what did it take to save up and do this? These are my tr tips and tricks for how we saved up so much money uh, to pay cash for everything and you know, really basically get, get to live intentionally. And so in the end, when we do you know, have to make money, it's purely like, uh, making money for food or making money like oh wow we made extra this month let's have a really nice campground for for this month or okay well we didn't make as much as money we make much money this month I guess we're gonna have to work a little harder and let's just go boondock free camp for for this month so number one is I first started by cutting any house any expenses in my house I cut down like little things like not running a dishwasher because that was more electricity, doing less laundry. Um, ooh, that's a good one too. When you are living in an RV, you also have laundromat expenses, which can be expensive. In a couple episodes ago, I talked about we, in this, we got a splendid, splendid, I think it's called, um, washer dryer. That is huge. I mean, I think from just a happiness standpoint, having my own washer dryer in an RV is, is so great. Um, it's even more great if you have a husband who does all the laundry because you just don't think about doing laundry. And so it's even better because the clothes just magically appear clean in my drawer every day. Thank you. But it's, it's just nice not having that expense. Like I hated having to constantly like, oh my gosh, another $10 for laundry over and over. I would say probably spent $60 a month on laundry. 
maybe a little bit more uh, when we when we didn't have that. So in a house, we kind of we started cutting back by not doing laundry as much, not put, like turning lights off. You sound like your your dad, right? Walking around, turn the lights off, turn the lights off. I can tell you now that we have this house in Polson, I can't stand how expensive utilities are because I'm so used to living in an RV, not having to pay for utilities. Um, gas like we start started being way more intentional about where we went it wasn't like oh i'm bored let me just run up to target and buy stuff that i don't need no we are way more intentional about like bulking up our 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 list of our grocery list and our shopping list and the things we needed and only doing them one day now this is a key thing for even when you're traveling when we if you don't go to the grocery stores often, you tend to spend less. And so the other one is we try to use up everything. So I'll, I'll try, if, if we're trying to budget, um, I'll go and buy everything I need for at least a week, maybe even 10 days, and we use up everything, everything. When we were in a Class C, I was so good about this. Like I'd go to Trader Joe's and we, it would last us three weeks and we'd get to the point where at the end I would make up these like random cookies with like the little bit of frozen butter I had left and flour and some chocolate chips. And then we go hiking with them because if you can use up everything in your pantry and really stretch it, you will save hundreds of dollars a month, okay? Um, so we would do that. Like I cut out, Costco was the first thing to go. As soon as I cut out Costco, I saved so much money. And I know what Robin, but Costco, it's bulk, it's more affordable. Yeah, but you, you add things to your cart that you wouldn't normally need. And I personally just think it, I save so much more money if I don't go to Costco. Flip side, like right now, because Walmart's the only place I can shop, I feel like without a mask is, um, I tend to go there more often. And so I totally, it, it, I see it because we're not on so much of a budget. I see us spending out way more than we used to because I'm like, oh, well, let's run into Walmart and get some more solid stuff. And oh, why not throw in this and throw in another movie and throw it. And so you put things in your cart every time you go. So if you can cut off the number of times you go, not only are you saving in what you're spending, but you're saving in gas, okay? Um, pay off all your debt. Like that was one of the first ones. Like we said, I didn't let it reaccumulate. I made sure that we are always paying off everything. And then I even went to like cash envelopes. I, I know cash, this might only be valid for the next two or three months, but um, I would put envelopes, I would set aside at the beginning of the month, take cash and be like, okay, this much is for this, this is for this and, and allot it. And it was, it kept me on budget. Um, we always save first. Like I knew uh, I'm gonna get to my number one thing for making this work. And because of that number one thing that I had, I would, um, I always put money towards that first. And we, uh, we never, we rarely, rarely ate out anyways. So that was kind of easy, but we, we cut out, we don't eat out. And that was, that's kind of the no brainer. Um, making your kids aware of needs versus wants helped a lot because uh, they were in, they were excited to, to like, hey, we're gonna go on a road trip. So they didn't ask for a lot of things. And even Ta Tatiana now is my one kid who's the most uh, materialistic and who loves, oh, can I have this? Can I have that? I just have to um, make her aware of when she does get things like, hey, did this really bring you joy? Did you enjoy it? And some of them are yes. And sometimes it's like she realizes after like, mm, yeah, I guess I just got caught up in like, oh, I want this. but it's not really like, it seems more exciting than it is. And so making your kids a little bit more self-accountable for those things definitely help. I'd put everything into a spreadsheet also and keep track of it. And so that brings me to 
my number one reason, number one way to make something like this happen for yourself is that, yes, you can cut back. Yes, you can budget more. Yes, you can track every single number. And there's absolutely, absolutely a time and place for that. But what you really need to do is manifest it in the proactive sense. And I didn't really realize how much I already did this until I was taking this manifestation course and they were talking about it. I'm like, ooh, I used to do this so much and then maybe I lost a little bit of it, but I'm always visualizing how I wanna spend the money before I make the money. Meaning when, before we even moved into an RV, I remember thinking like, oh, I see myself going on this road trip. I would plan out like, oh, I wanna go here, here, and here. And I've kept that all these years. I'm all, I've told you guys, I always write down where I want to go, where my, like, whether it's this year, whether it's next year, it's not like, oh, in 30 years when I retire, I mean, no, no, no. It's like, where am I going to be going soon? Maybe it's not this year per se, like, I mean, Patagonia would be really nice, but it's not feasible with, with the airlines, how they are and stuff. So it's, <clears throat> it's having multiple plans like that, but you visualize it when I have blank amount of money, like for us, I'm like, oh, when I have blank amount of money, um, I'm going to get that fifth wheel that has the side patio and is wide on the inside so I can take pictures and put them on Instagram and not be embarrassed that the picture doesn't look good. Um, visualizing to exact details. And Victor has been a hard thing because he doesn't do that. He, he's, I always ask him like, okay, well for money, what do you, you know, cause he had this more constraint mindset of like scarcity. I'm never gonna have enough money. And, and, but also didn't have a place where he saw himself spending it. <clears throat> so he would uh, end up just working all the time, but not necessarily, it's almost like you're chasing your tail, not necessarily knowing why. And so he, it, it took a long time. It still takes a long time for him to sit there and I'm like, okay, well, he doesn't really like our truck since he doesn't get to drive it. What does that truck look like that you want to drive? What is that truck? I want you to visualize hitching up that truck to that trailer that I want. Because <laughs> he doesn't really care about the trailer. He'll keep this one. Okay, what does that truck look like? Feel it. Visualize it. Like Think about all the details of it. I can tell you when we went to Europe, it was because I started visualizing. Gabby made a report and talked about all these places in Europe. I had no interest in Europe. And then I started visualizing. Like, ooh, it'd be fun to be walking in that forest. So if you be like in the black forest of uh, Bavarian hills in Germany, I'm like, ooh, that would be nice. And you start visualizing, oh, I want to surf uh, off the coast of Ireland. Wow, it's probably so cold. It is so cold. But wow, to like sit there and like stare off at the green hillside and be like, yeah, I'm surfing in, in Ireland or I'm surfing in Bali. And uh, every single detail of that, that you can visualize, that you can picture what that future self is doing, what it feels like, how you're spending that money is the biggest way that my biggest secret to you achieving these things. It's not so much in like, how frugal can I be? It's about how much do I want that thing that I'm gonna be frugal for, okay? So cost to live in RV can be really real huge range, okay? I mean, if anything, like I look at it now, I'm like, I wanna make it so a cost to live in an RV is cost me, you know, thousands of dollars because I know I wanna be putting a really nice RV in an amazing campground hitched up and go drive a really nice truck anywhere i got anywhere i go but i mean i like this setup too so it's good but it, it's 
just keep thinking. Keep thinking and let me know if you have any questions. Uh, tomorrow we're going to come back and I'll try to plan it so Victor's involved more in this one. And we'll talk about which RV is right for you or how to choose what RV because it really does make a difference if you pick an A or a Class C or a fifth wheel or a travel trailer or a van or car camping in a tent. I've had many people that are in their 60s message me and say, you know what, I'm six years old and I just said I gotta go live my life and I don't have money for an RV right now. So I threw a tent in my car and I'm seeing the world and I'm super happy. So there are so many different ways to do this and nothing's permanent, right? So you can always start on one with one and then change it up along the way. All right, thanks guys.